Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I'll tell you, actually, I don't think it's that hard to believe if you watch his career. And by the way, Gene Deckeroff, fan of the show, you should probably know how many Super Bowls this is for Tom Brady. That's your guy. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Look, it comes down to this. They said it was going to be the passing of the torch, and it was if you consider the Bucks lighting the Chiefs on fire. Indeed, it was a passing of the torch, a one-sided Super Bowl, the scenario that many thought would boring. never... Boring. Boring. By the way, the last one, 13-3 with the Pats over the Rams. Boring. Last one, 31-9. Tom Brady got the MVP. Devin White is the king of the week, though. King of the week brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Old 45 was all over the place in Super Bowl 55. You heard that on 98 Rock and Westwood 1. Guys, just have a little bit of levity here. I know some Chiefs fans could use it. So courtesy of the Bucks, Bucks offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich asked this question about the other side of the football and we'll fill you in on the other side of this 21 seconds. Going into the game, what was your number one goal on the defensive side to, to shut Mahomes down, shut that high-powered offensive down? What was your guys' number one goal going into that game? We shut Pat Mahomes down. I think you got the wrong guy. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. That was Todd. That was the <laughs> Nervous laughter. Uh, oh, the nervous laugh is everything, Zubin. So, Jay, we're putting uh, two and two that together. That ain't no nervous laugh, man. We all look the same. Man. That's what that was. Translation. Let me be careful here. Uh, we all was, look the same. He was talking to Byron Leftwich. I think he thought he was talking to Bucks defensive How coordinator go, Todd They Hooks. look so different. They look way different, man. But, you know, when you ain't paying attention doing your job, you, you make those type of mistakes. I get it. You uh. Bruce Aarons, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, both black. I get it. You know, and because the there's, there's, there's so many. The That's the first class coach. problem, though, Key. First class problem. There's, it's there's, all good. There's a lot. You know, there's a lot. What the is the young man's name who uh, <laughs> who asked the question? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I just wanted to know. What's his name? I mean, yeah, you know. Hey, man, it happens. So let's let's talk about it. I've it, done it to you, Zubin. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? I've done it, Come on, I've done it to stop. Zubin. What's our guy, Kevin? Uh, Kevin Nagandi. Kevin Nagandi. Hey, no. Kevin Nagandi, how you doing? <laughs> Me and L Duncan every yeah, night you, at six. Yeah, you and L, you and L Duncan really do a great job there, uh, Kevin. We'll see you tonight. I need Zubin. Right Zubin. after PTI with Zubin. L Duncan on ESPN. At least Key, you and I look very much alike. We're the yeah. same, you know. Hey, but on a serious, it happens. <laughs> but 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 on no. a serious note, right? Uh, Bulls and Leftwich. Um, it really bolsters their individual cases. We'll see at this time a year from now if they have head coaching opportunities. You think the Bucks will come back just as strong? There's no reason to believe they won't. But also, Bruce Arians elevated these two guys. I heard during the broadcast last night that Todd Bowles played for Bruce at Temple when, at Temple when yeah. Bruce is there decades ago. And Jim Nance also said during the broadcast, and this, this has been out there, but it's worth accentuating, fellas, that Bruce Arians said he may not have taken the job if he wasn't able to bring Leftwich with him. Remember, when he was the OC in Pittsburgh, Leftwich I heard day. that. Okay, I, okay now obviously you're, you're, you're laughing here. Because but- I laughed. At, I'm sitting at home with, with a friend, and at the moment that the, the uh, Jim Nance said that, all we did was look at each other and said, yeah, right. <laughs> because it's just funny to hear. I'm not taking this job unless Byron Leftwich comes with me. Okay. That's... You, I, you wouldn't take it at face value? I, I take it if it's just funny. Okay, okay. It's funny because I've never known a coach not to take a job if they can't get another assistant to come with them. I just, that is just funny to hear. 
because I certainly wouldn't see uh, a head coach wanting an opportunity when Byron Leftwich is available to not come when he was your offensive coordinator before. That's all. It's just funny. Jay, are you there? I'm here. I'm just listening to you. So what do you think here, Jay? I mean, it is one of those situations where both of these guys, I mean, everybody, it's a rising tide lifts all boats, but, you know, now Bruce has got that elusive ring, and now the question is, is it enough to get to Canton? If we spent all of last week saying Andy's one got him in, why would that not apply to Bruce Arians? I think it does. It, it, it's weird, but I think it does because of everything that B.A. has done from the minority situation of hiring practices to allowing to doing things different than everybody else, his winning percentage as a uh, head coach, mm-hmm. his winning percentage as an interim head coach. He won a Super Bowl, gone to Super Bowls as an assistant coach, just everything. And then he goes and he takes down one of the most prolific quarterbacks that we've seen in the modern era. And it's just – you know, and he's got some more winning to do. So I think it, it certainly, that conversation will certainly start to happen. And Jay, remember, 68 is not even the oldest coach in the NFL. It's not like he's leading the brigade. He's the oldest coach to maybe win a Super Bowl, which is true. But he's not the oldest coach even in the NFL today. And the thing seems like he has, also has a, a runway that's continuing to extend, right? Like, I mean, we just had Mike Tannenbaum on, and he predicted them to potentially be right back there again next year. So I will say when you start looking at the entire body of work, for the way they came on late in this season, dealing with everything that's happened this season. I, I, I think sometimes we all get lost in our own little box about how difficult it is to do what they were able to do this year with no preseason, with the, the moving landscape, the moving targets of everything happening with COVID, how they were able to accomplish that, I think speaks volumes about how he was as a leader. Well, you know, they're, they are a, a young football team. I mean, they're not an old football team other than like Tom Brady and Gronk. O.J. Howard, the tight end, was hurt early in the year. He'll be coming back healthy. You talk about all of the talent that Jason Light, the general manager, has assembled either through free agency or through the draft, and they're going to still be able to go out there. It, you know, here, here's the thing that that's, would be interesting. Do they go out there and try to figure out how to grab one of those quarterbacks of the future, one of those guys that's hovering around – because Tom Brady, two, three more years from now, that a young guy can learn behind Tom Brady. And really, because they're sitting around with Blaine Gabbert right now, but at some point with all of this young talent, with the Leonard Fournettes and the Ronald Joneses and, and Chris Godwins and Scotty Millers and the defensive side of the ball with all that talent, do you now look to figure out how to get one of these young quarterbacks in the next 12 to 24 months to replace Tom Brady whenever he decides to walk away. Is that the time to do it now? Well, it seems like, I mean, it would be the right time to – you always plan ahead, Key, right? You're always playing ahead. I mean, think about for anybody, it's like spending your last couple of years with LeBron James or with Michael Jordan. I mean, the, the tutage that Tom Brady would be able to give somebody would be priceless. Well, you can – what has to happen, or the reason I say that is they're sitting at 32. They're going to be at the bottom of the, bottom of the deck. Do I now say you could have – this pick and this pick, or or if I'm Tampa Bay, do I say to the New York Jets, I'll take that off your hand for the 32nd pick, or I'll take that off your hand for a second-round pick. You don't, you don't have to worry about it because I'm going to sit him behind 
terrific Tom. We got a great defense. All I need him to do is do this. So if I'm Sam Darnold, that might be the way to go. I think most organizations look at this in different ways, but you can see who's worked for and how instructive it can be. And these are winning organizations that have taken divergent paths. The New Orleans Saints knew this day was coming for Drew Brees. It's probably going to come here officially in the next week or two. So they got Jameis Winston ready, and they paid Taysom Hill. And if something crazy were to happen in the Watson sweepstakes, you never know, but they have two solid choices. Now take a look at another solid organization that's won six Super Bowls like the Pittsburgh Steelers. They just said... We got Big Ben, but do they really believe in Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges? I mean, these are two teams that had two aging quarterbacks. No, you always need to go next. The Saints seem to be in far better position. Well, they went and signed Dwayne Haskins too now. Right. Now that's a futures deal, but it's tough to be able to say we're gonna ride and really believe in Haskins at this point. That's a low risk opportunity, I think. Well, yeah, but they know he but they know he has some talent. First round pick. They need to just see him in the offseason to really figure out if it's a long-term solution because Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph is not long-term solution. No, and if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't take the contract they ask for, he might not even be the short-term solution. Again, another quarterback in this wild carousel we'll continue to talk about. Speaking of quarterbacks, our quarterback, Dan Orlovsky, next on just how Tom Brady did it again and where he stands on the GOAT in all of team sports. Want to hear from you on that, too. That's the question this morning. 888-ESPN, 888-729-376. Who is the GOAT? Of all team sports so far, we've had one for Brady and one for Jordan. So go ahead, lock it in, break the tie, Key and Z on Twitter as well. Just a reminder, the Undefeated on ESPN Plus offers fans year-round premium content highlighting the intersection of race, culture, and sports. Check out new premium storytelling, your favorite ESPN films, and more exclusively on ESPN Plus. You can sign up right now at ESPNplus.com. It's hands down one of the greatest accomplishments in sports history. We knew we were playing a great football team tonight, and we got the job done. You want to get this far, you got to get the job done, and we did it. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, underdogs at home. And Tom Brady just does his thing. How about that? His 10th Super Bowl. It's hands down one of the greatest accomplishments in sports history. We knew we were playing a great football team tonight, and we got the job done. You want to get this far, you got to get the job done, and we did it. 
You know, it just sort of makes me think about what Sean paid in the cavalcade of guests last week on the show to preview the Super Bowl. He might have had the most salient comment of all. We'll get to our 12-year NFL quarterback, Dan Orlovsky, in one second. But I want Dan to hear this. Jay and Key, of course, were there last week when we talked to Sean Payton. And the one thing he said was, always be leery of a team that wins three playoff games. There's something about their moxie, their gelling, their ability to go on the road and win them all, to beat three straight division winners, to beat two of the best quarterbacks, actually three if you add Mahomes, their last three games, arguably three of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And Sean tipped us off Friday. After all, he had seen the Bucks three times this year. Something about playing a team three times. And unfortunately for Sean Payton, the third time, Bit him. Let's go to the Goodyear hotline to welcome in Dan Orlovsky, ESPN football analyst, played a dozen years at the position in the league. And Dan, this is where I think it's the most germane of all. If I'm talking about great centers, I want to talk to Jeff Saturday. I want to talk to a guy this morning that played the position because it's a unique insight. If we're talking about great wideouts like Calvin Johnson, go to the hall, I want to talk about Key. If we're talking about great point guards, I want to talk about Jay. But you played this position that Tom Brady has had a master class, PhD, whatever you want to call it. After what you saw last night, having played the position for 12 years, what do you think about this guy that's done it night in and night out for 20-plus? Z, I I said if Tom Brady won this game, it was going to be the greatest accomplishment for a guy who has the list of the greatest accomplishments ever in NFL history. And this puts it at the top. It's his greatest accomplishment. I mean, we've labeled throughout this season of what no offseason – Inability to learn the offense with teammates. No preseason, truncated training camp meant. I think the greatest thing that I saw from Tom Brady throughout this season that was felt a little bit different and then certainly showed up last night was we've labeled him the greatest of a lot of different things. I think he's the greatest believer of all time. For me, like we watched guys have tremendous impact last night um, in many ways as castoffs as guys that nobody else in the league really wanted. I mean, Leonard Fournette was a top five pick that was cut from his football team. Leonard Fournette Fournette had the most catches he's ever had in a football game last night. Uh, Leonard Fournette was an incredibly impactful football player physicality-wise. He went to that that team because of Tom. A.B. has the touchdown catch. He also won on a couple one-on-one routes and certainly brought some stuff onto himself, but is there because of Tom, because Tom believed in him. You know, and and Gronk went back because Tom believed that he would have an impact. And just watching those guys have their performance, it just kept making me think like, man, those guys are playing and playing so well because Tom constantly believed in them, constantly gave them second, third, fourth, fifth plus chances. And that's kind of the legacy that I see for him having in Tampa Bay. But what he accomplished this year is one of the greatest feats, if not the greatest feat that I've seen when it comes to football. No question about that, Dan. Tom has done a lot for the Buccaneers. But the guy that has won this Super Bowl, in my opinion, and gotten him in this position since that Kansas City game in the regular season is defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. Some of the things that he was able to do to Patrick Mahomes and the disguising coverage. I told the guys earlier, I said, I'm going to ask Dan this question. Have you ever seen a double cat blitz? I've only seen single cats, never a double cat that is a confusion that he brought to bear for Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Yeah, Key, I have. But you know I'm a, ta- I'm a tape psychopath. Um, so I- I've seen, like, everything. But, no, it's, it's very abnormal. Not only, you know, when they brought that blitz that you're talking about, Key, 
They lined five guys up at like 13 yards, five DBs, and then spun to single high coverage while they did it. And so you're, you're exactly right. Todd Bowles was, I mean, Todd Bowles, we never say this. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy were completely outclassed. He never, I've never said those words. I've never even thought that phrase. But they were last night by Todd Bowles. And the greatest thing that Todd Bowles did was he didn't overthink, yet he didn't get lazy. You know, the overthinking thing was, would have been, I got to bring all these crazy exotic pressures. He brought a couple, two or three. But at the end of the day, he, he realized, I got four, and my four are better than their five, by far. But then he wasn't lazy to say, just line up and play, guys. You just line up and play and, and win the rep. You know, he, he did a, there was a couple snaps that he took Vita Vea, their 350-pound nose tackle, and put him at defensive end and allowed him to rush the, some of those new tackles and brought JPP on the inside. Um, so I love the fact that, you know, he, while, he, while he was good enough to understand that they, they were more talented, he didn't just line up and play and say, hey, guys, you, you just got to go win, do your job. He gave, he gave them the opportunity to be really successful. And as, as good as Todd Bowles was key, I do think that we're not talking enough about Byron Leftwich. Um, you know, people are going to look back at this season and go, Byron Leftwich, their offensive coordinator, his job was easy. He had Tom Brady, complete opposite, complete opposite. Because if they didn't win it, guess who would have been on television Monday morning saying Byron Leftwich didn't do a good enough job? I would have been. You know, the, the amount of pressure that he was under to go get it done this year was huge, and he was remarkable last night. Hey, Dad, you said you would be on TV Monday morning. I was about to say, well, you wasn't that guy in the press conference that got Todd Bowles confused <laughs> with Pyro Leftwich. Oh, I, hope. <laughs> I don't want to laugh. I don't want to laugh, but come on, man. <laughs> I got to make you laugh. Hey, so bad. a win is – I know, right? A win, so is, a, a win is a win is a win. Did the referees get in the way last night at all in that game? Yeah, in the first 10 minutes or first 15 minutes, for sure. They stunk. The referees stunk, and they were making it about themselves. But if they played that game 500 times that way, they, the, the, the Bucks would win 500. This was just a mauling. This is the worst game Kansas City's played in three years. They, didn't, they picked, it, obviously, a poor time to do it. But the referees were poor, but... I mean, that did not have an actual determining factor in who was going to win this football game. Tampa Bay was just significantly better. Dio, does this win put Bruce Arians into the Hall of Fame? Probably not. You know, I mean, probably not. You know, and he's had a really good run of some stretches coaching-wise, especially in Indy. He was impactful with, with... uh, ben and with Todd Haley as, as well as Pittsburgh, but I don't think it puts him in the Hall of Fame. Um, but it's cert- you know what would put him in the Hall of Fame though, Jay? Um, I think in the Hall of Fame of a lot of people's eyes, and Dominique Foxworth, I mean, Ryan Clark made this point to me this morning. You know, this is a copycat league, and um, you know, we often we point to, you know, everyone wanted Sean McVay, or, and I love Sean, but people that were attached to Sean, or everyone wanted people that were attached to Bill Belichick. You know, there's a great amount of diversity on Bruce's staff when it comes to black coaches and also female coaches. And Ryan Clark brought up this great point as uh, he's going to be really interested to watch if people sit back and attach themselves to the people that are attached to Bruce. And those people are black coaches and female coaches. And it'll be really interesting if, if that happens and that really changes the way 
that people look at stuff, um, then that would put him in the Hall of Fame, you know, as far as impactful coaches that have come through our league. And Dio, how about on the other side of the ball? I mean, so much is going on. Andy Reid's son having an accident, uh, you know, issues with the O-line. Patrick Mahomes supposedly going to have surgery on that toe. If that's the case, you know, do you think this team has a chance to be back there next year or what, what do you give their chances to be? To be back there? Of course. They just played a bad game. Yeah, this, this team will be either the favorite or the second favorite to go win the Super Bowl next year because they got so many pieces back. It, the the old offensive line issues just caught up to them. You know, that, that's the reality. They just caught up to them to, to play in that game against that defense, you know, with the, how well they played and, and have so many missing pieces up front. Jay, like the reality of football is this. No one loves the creativity and the fun and all that stuff more than me. If you can own the line of scrimmage, you can do whatever. That's what happened. So, yeah, Kansas City will be right back there. Patrick is still the best player in football. I know a lot of people are saying Patrick Mahomes didn't play well. Go watch the game. He was unbelievable. He was running for his life. Hembo, Paul Hembikitis, um, the br- brilliant mind at Get Up, sent me this stat. Patrick Mahomes ran for 500 yards last night before he threw the football. <laughs> I mean, that's what? unbelievable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, uh, just a bad night for Kansas City. They'll be back. Hembo has all the great stats, and all the great stats last night belong to the New Tampa Bay Bucks. They have won the Super Bowl. The keys got some company now. He's got to share them, Dan, right? They had that championship all by themselves. What do you mean, Kevin? Gandhi? What are you talking about? <laughs> Quick, let me think of a white quarterback compared to Dan to. Uh, there's a million of them. I guess. No, <laughs> Dan, thank you so much for being here this morning. Look forward to the only thing better Kevin than the Gandhi. <laughs> all morning long, Dio. This if is, you this run is into the Gandhi in Philly, He's I know your wife's from Philly, man. so if you run into Kevin or me, just... Just be careful. Uh, In the 700 level, eating the tasty cakes. Thank you very much. Good luck with Keyshawn today, fellas. He's on one. Yeah, he is. Later, boys. Yep, there's Keyshawn sitting at his home in Westport, Connecticut. (laughs) Right? Just get get it confused. (laughs) We kid because we care, as somebody once famously uh, said here. Real quick, I wanted to ask this to D.O., but I'll ask this to you guys. Um, Look, we, we had this discussion last week, going to 45, playing beyond 45, the George Blanda comparisons. Um, He looked... I mean, look the surprise he's ever looked. He looked the same to me. There's not nothing looked different uh, from Tom. He looked the same. He, his delivery, his launching point, everything looked the same to me. Nothing yeah. changed for me. I'm not gonna lie. After the game was over, I'm like, here we go. Like the Tom Brady, it's just, it just, it's gonna go into a different stratosphere. It's gonna keep building. But see, but see. What, what I was trying to tell you last week. I know. What I was trying to say to you, Jay, you was like, well, he should just ride off into the sunset. He didn't look like a ride off into the sunset guy. I know. He wasn't. He, he First of all, he was never going to run away from anybody. So that was never going to happen. He delivered the football. He was always, when he got pressure, he was going to duck and, and, and protect himself. Ever since his leg injury, his ACL, years ago, that's who he is. But when he delivered the rock, it was – Tom, I, I mean, like, Key, the real question you got to just let it go. You can't fight it. Do you think he'll come back next year looking younger than what he looked this year? Ah. Uh, he'll look the same, pretty much. I mean, he, he look, as long no. as he doesn't stop and he continues to keep working, he'll be fine, which he's going to do. He'll be fine. Now, I meant to, say, to <laughs> jump in with Dan, and Dan was talking about Kansas City will be right back there next year. I'm like, man, I get it. Patrick Mahomes is the guy. I understand it. 
But we done said that about a whole lot of great quarterbacks, whether they win the Super Bowl or lose the Super Bowl, that they'll be back the next year. They'll be back. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You just don't know. And as many people have said, think about the AFC is the conference of the future. I mean, obviously the conference of the present is the NFC as long as Tom Brady is there. Think about it. The the Baltimore Ravens just overhauled their offensive staff Mm -hmm. to bring in pass game coordinators and T. Martin from Tennessee, who's coached a ton of receivers. That was a big one over the weekend. That that was big. They brought in Keith Williams as a a pass game uh, specialist to to help the passing game with the receivers and the running backs and the tight ends. Dolphins added a co-coordinator. You you just think about it. Everybody is starting to try to build this thing to go get Kansas City. All this sounds great. Kansas City is still going to be one of the favorites next year, Keith. No, they they it's, will be. Like their O line was decimated. There's they no will be right question back. they're going to be a favorite of everybody. Vegas probably got them winning the whole thing next year. I get it. All my all I'm saying is those other teams are not going to sit back on their hands and just go. Oh, Kansas City, they're, they're going back to the Super Bowl. That's all. Tennessee is going to try to figure out how to fix their problems. Indianapolis is a quarterback away from competing with Kansas City. Is it Matt Ryan? Is it Carson Wentz? Who is it? Right, Kevin? Indeed. Right, Jay. It certainly <laughs> feels like Carson Wentz. And that, according to Adam Schefter, that could be filled sooner rather than later, especially when you talk about all the Frank Wright connections. It almost makes too much sense. Too much sense. His Stop. name is Zubin, Keyshawn. <laughs> it's Zubin, not Kevin. Stop oh, it. Oh, <laughs> my bad. I, well, I just, you know. <laughs> no, no problem. Get ready for your key observations. I'll give you a moment to catch your breath as we or do Jay's this. Or Jay's observations. Or Jay's observations. <laughs> you always weigh in on keys on the ends. We'll have all of those coming up here in one minute after this Sports Center update. So they're going to have one more snap, and that will be all she wrote. He goes to a knee after getting it. How about this? How about this? In a world turned upside down by pandemic, in a year where everything has been different, one thing remains the same. Tom Brady is a Super Bowl champion again for the record-setting seventh time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions. Unbelievable. You know, the second they signed him, everybody in Tampa said, let's start planning a parade. There'll be some sort of virtual parade, but all of their confidence paid off. Remember, seven and five, the four fingers in Chicago, didn't matter. Give us time to gel. We'll get it done. A reminder, this Sports Center update is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750. On average, Bucks over the Chiefs, 31-9, the first true dud of Mahomes' career. But as Jay said, they'll be back next year and be the favorite. Football is over, sadly. Our conversation's not over. Don't worry. Tennis is just beginning the major season. Serena Williams defeating Laura Siegemann. 6-1-6-1 to advance at the Australian Open in Melbourne. Tournament just began. You can see every single point of the Australian Open on the ESPN family of networks. In fact, coverage is on ESPN2 right now. And a devastating piece of news for anybody here at ESPN. One of the all-time good guys. I mean, great reporter, even better person. Baseball reporter Pedro Gomez has died at the age of 58. He had been with ESPN since 2003. Over his great career, he had covered more than 25 World Series and 20 All-Star Games during a 35-year tenure, largely as a newspaper reporter, then turning into a television reporter here at ESPN, predominantly with baseball, though over the last several years he did cover 
other sports. I just want to mention one particular story and then a comment from our company president on what this particular individual meant. If you're a big baseball fan, you might remember in 2016, the Tampa Bay Rays took a trip down to Cuba to play the Cuban national team. And this is especially important for somebody like Pedro Gomez because Pedro's parents were Cuban exiles and he was raised in Miami. And if you know anything about the geopolitics down of what they think about everything that's going on in Cuba in Miami and to be raised in that environment. And then for Pedro in 2016 to take that trip courtesy of ESPN to cover that game. You might remember from a political sense, the Obama administration at that time was trying to repair their relationship. It had been fractured with Cuba for many decades with Fidel Castro, but they went down there to play baseball, America's pastime, and certainly the most popular sport in the island nation. And Pedro was there to watch the Rays take on the Cuban national team, and he called it one of the great accomplishments to be able to do that. We all think about this as a job, but that was more of a mission for Pedro Gomez. No cause of death was given to Pedro, but prayers go out to his family. He was 58 years old, and I just want to recite this statement from ESPN President Jimmy Pataro. Quote, we are shocked and saddened to learn that our friend and colleague Pedro Gomez has passed away. Quote, Pedro was an elite journalist at the highest level, and his professional accomplishments are universally recognized. Lastly, the Gomez family putting out a statement, quote, Pedro was far more than a media personality. He was a dad loving husband, loyal friend, coach, and mentor, and I would just add, one of the best teammates you could ever ask for at ESPN. Their defensive line kind of thrives off of being able to pin their ears back and get after the quarterback and sure enough. Obviously, we didn't end the season the way we wanted to. And at the end of the day, we have to, to come into this next year with a blank slate and try to find a way to get to the Super Bowl again. And as Jay has said, they are going to be the favorites. The window could just be opening. But then again, as Key has said, the beauty of the NFL is you just never, ever know, which is why this league is as incredible as it is. It is time for Key Observations. It's going to be not the last Key Observations of the season, but it's the last one regarding play on the field. I think we'll have more than enough storylines to carry us through the offseason. We're going to go through Key's Observations. Key, I'll tee up one at a time if need be. Let's begin with number one, why we assume Mahomes is going to be back. It's not a given. Well, I think we assume it because he's young. He's 25, 26 years old. You look at where they're at in terms of the team. They got young nucleus of players. Eric Bieniemy is coming back as the offensive coordinator. Head coach Andy Reid is still intact. And their offensive line was somewhat decimated. So you you use that as a little bit of an excuse for the way that they played offensively. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life the entire night, as Dan Olowski just alluded to. It was almost 500 yards of scrambling around last night as he delivered the football. So you look at that, you look how strong they've been over the last several years, why wouldn't you think they would come back? But I would say it's very hard to keep doing this over and over and over. Everybody looks at the New England Patriots and thinks it's just that easy. You can go to a vending machine and order what you want. It right. doesn't work like that. Can't put K7 in it. Like, you know, the no. tasty cake pops out. Brady's a leader. He's a quarterback. But slow down on the GM talk. Yeah, I think when you, when you start, it, and it's fine. Yes, you want to play with great players. And Tom Brady certainly is able to talk to a great friend like Gronkowski or talk to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown didn't have any other options. So it's easy to say, hey, I'll get him right. He can come live with me for a little bit. You sign him to a, a small deal. Leonard Fournette, this was the best place for Leonard Fournette. But Jason Light 
you got to talk about the guys that he's drafted, whether it's the Devin Whites of the world, the Whitfields of the world, understanding signing JPP in free agency, bringing Tom Brady to Tampa Bay, convincing him to leave New England. Uh, Tristan Wirth, the big tackle out of Iowa. That wasn't Tom Brady drafting him. That was the general manager. And I understand, yes, Tom Brady, people want to play for him. We're going to give Tom the credit for that. I get it. But the real credit goes to the general manager in Jason Light who put this team together. I got to say, it looked a lot more crowded at Raymond James Stadium than I would have anticipated, but there were a bunch of stiffs out there in the crowd. And the NFL did an (laughs) amazing job in terms of putting, filling in those spaces. I mean, think about it. If you're sitting in seat eight and nine, in, in 10 and 11, is somebody, you know, like, hey, oh, he's not talking to me. What's going on? That, that, the NFL did a hell of a job in doing that and putting that together, for sure. Yes. I wish they'd have just left doing the ceremony, but everybody was still there. Yes. Why isn't this guy blinking? He hasn't blinked in, <laughs> in three hours. Better late than never. We actually talked about this a couple of months ago because it's very emotional when you get the call from the hall. And we expected it for Peyton Manning. And by the way, Manning on the field with Brady. But the fact that Brady was playing and Manning was just standing on the field being accomplished, we got it for Charles Woodston. But better late than never for the legendary cowboy Drew Peterson, who is in. Yeah, the senior committee put him in, and, and he deserved to be in. He deserved to be in. He's one of those Dallas Cowboys from the great uh, 70 teams that were going to championships and doing things under the legendary coach Tom Landry. And Drew Pearson, people kind of jumped on the table for him over the last several years, pushing to get him in. You know, hats off to the committee for finally realizing this guy was something special for the Dallas Cowboys as West, as well as the rest of the National Football League growing up. A Dallas Cowboy fan having an opportunity to see him play is amazing. And lastly, uh, speaking of great players that will one day be in Canton, Saturday Night NFL Honors, the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year, as easy as it gets. It is. It's Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron Donald does it over and over again despite what it was. You could tell the Rams missed him against Seattle and against Green Bay. He was banged up. He was injured. He tried to play in those games. But he just wasn't the same Aaron Donald Uh, in in. Had he played at full strength, he may have been a factor in the Green Bay Packer game. You just never know. He had a rib injury that sort of really affected him, and he was in tears after that game because, as Kia said, never mind getting to the Super Bowl. Sometimes just giving, getting as far as they did is not easy to do. Jay, your observations on Key's observations. My one observation that Key missed is last night's halftime show was absolutely fire. The weekend destroyed the scene. I loved it. I love seeing everybody on the field, the marching. Key, I know you feel differently, but I don't think you're in tune with the weekend vibe. That's all I'm going to say. It was fine. No, you said it was horrible in the text chain. Don't couch your words now. You said it was horrific. Hey, it wasn't what I thought. It was fine. Whatever. What did you think it was going to be? I couldn't wait for the weekend to end. I I thought it would be... (laughs) Evan Evan doesn't even know any songs by the weekend, so he's not even involved in this conversation. I just thought Blinded that, by the light. I thought it would oh, be cool geez. and have a couple other acts, a single act. I mean, if it was if it, it was, was if it was if it was Prince well, it's in Florida, or well, MJ or something like that, then I'd be like, yeah, okay, one person is cool. But you see, I retracted my comment, zoom in. I was like, it's a pandemic. Well, it's, never mind. You know me, I'm the grammatical stickler. Just spell it right, bro. W-E-E-K-E-N-D. I don't need any of this crazy stuff. It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) Hater. I'm not a hater. You're a hater. I have the text chain to prove it. 
Tell him, Alan. Let me ask. You, let me ask you guys this real quick, because you guys are much more shockingly here pop culture than I am. <laughs> Actually, anybody is. But there's been a lot of discussion that the Super Bowl halftime show it just used to be a pop culture phenomenon, and there's been some talk over the last few years. I mean, legends like the late great Prince Michael Jackson; these guys aren't around anymore to wow us. But there's been some talk over the last few years that, like, yeah, you stop for it. Yeah, it's something. But it used to be like, whoa. The yeah. Super Bowl half yeah. people would die. Right. Artists would die to do anything to get on that. And now it's just people are questioning its relevance. Is that legit? I, I think to a degree. It depends on who the act is, I guess. Weekend is popping. He's cracking. He's relevant. But I just, like if he would have threw in some Drake in there maybe and grabbed somebody else and put him in there, it probably would have just given it more sizzle to me. Can they share the stage? Like, I don't know. Like, are those two guys both headliners? Can I, they share yeah, the stage? Yeah, I mean, I well, look, all, well, Drake. Drake is the one that put the weekend on to begin with, okay. right? So yeah. it's just to explain the whole OVO sound and how they all operate up in, in Canada. But uh, the weekend also did put seven million dollars of his own money into the performance of it. So the, Man, the performance not, of it I, looked incredible. I'm not. I just wanted to see more. I mean, give me a little Cardi B mixed in there. Give me something. Just give me something. Cardi B, huge endorser of Pepsi. It was the Pepsi halftime show, right? Jay, just uh, if you'd have threw a little sprinkle of Cardi in, no, that'd I, been too much for him, though, huh? That'd have been oh. too much for him. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that might have been way too much yeah, for they, him. <laughs> you think they? Boy, that'd have been a lot. It's a lot to deal with, Zubin. That's fair. Speaking of a lot, I can't with you, key. <laughs> how much? A lot? A little? How uh, much credit does Brady really deserve for everything that happened in New England after what he did after the first year leaving Foxborough? We'll talk about that with a former Patriot QB, a Brady teammate. After this. I wish I could put into words just how special this is. Well, I've been through a lot, man, and I wouldn't change it for anything. It's just a real moment. I haven't really sunk in. You know, it's been a long year. We came out on top. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. I wish I could put into words just how special this is. Well, I've been through a lot, man, and I wouldn't change it for anything. This is a real moment. I haven't really sunk in. You know, it's been a long year. We came out on top. Caught ball. Is it a touchdown? Yes! Tonio Brown dives low to make this catch in the box at seven. It's unbelievable, but as we say this morning, is it really, you know, for the fourth time 
already in the history of KJZ, longtime listener, in the longtime history of KJZ. You know, watching Tom Brady, I wonder if I really wanted to, like if I really wanted to play, like before I retired, could I have just kept playing and kept playing and kept playing instead of just retiring after my 11th year? Could I have gone as long as a Brady? I mean, Keyshawn, you could have if you believed in yourself. (laughs) <laughs> quoting the legendary Dan Orlovsky. Stop, man. Stop. We, we, what? I've, I've always believed in myself. I am the greatest believer of all time. Trust me. I believed I was going to graduate from USC, win the Rose Bowl, be drafted as the number one overall pick, go on to win a Super Bowl, and eventually work at ESPN. So I am a great believer. And I believe Matt Castle is joining us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. His fourth appearance, but if he crushes seven out of the next ten, I'll put him in. Brady category. Good morning, Matt. It's great to have you here. You've spent a quarterback room with him. You know him like few others in the NFL. After what happened last night, what are your thoughts? Oh, fellas, good to be on with you this morning. Uh, you know what? I wasn't surprised. I mean, honestly, it's incredible to think that he's still doing it at the age he's doing it. We've talked about it, I mean, at nauseum to, to try to explain why he's still able to achieve this greatness at this age, but it's just the, the person himself, and it's hard to describe through his work ethic and everything else. But at the end of the day, I mean, I was happy to see him get his seventh Super Bowl title, which is absolutely insane. And, and, and at the same time, his fifth Super Bowl MVP, it was a great performance, but it definitely was an all-around team performance in terms of just pure domination by that Tampa Bay um, Buccaneers entire squad. Matt, why, why in my eyes – did that look like just vintage Brady? Like, why? What did he? What has happened in the last two weeks that made it look like that? Well, I'm sure one of it was the fact that I heard that Giselle moved out for the week, and so he could just concentrate on football, right? No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. But, <laughs> no, it, it was good. I mean, I thought they got it going on. I mean, it was one of those situations that they were able to establish the run game, and that was a pivotal part of this game to set up play action. And through the play action, he was able to get guys open downfield. He was just, you know, it was consistency. It was efficiency. It was he knew where he wanted to go with the ball. He knew his matchup. And at the end of the day, I mean, he knew that he just had to play a complete football game, take care of the football, and put his team in a position to win. And that's what he was able to do. And, I mean, it was awesome to watch. Matt, the Chiefs' 90 penalty yards in the second quarter or the most in a single quarter in Super Bowl history. Does that have anything to do with this game? I know we're talking about how great the defense is. And, I mean, but the amount of penalties called in the first half just seemed like it was overwhelming. Oh, there was a ton of penalties called in the first half. And a lot of those, I mean, some of them were huge plays in the game because those two big pass interference calls in the second quarter to set up the second touchdown, I believe it was. I mean, there, there were just you can't have those penalties. And they always say, look, the margin for error, particularly in these big games and these Super Bowl games, is so small. It can come down to an interception, but at the same time, it can come down to penalties because those hidden yards and the penalties make a ton of difference. And if you look at the production from the first quarter, right, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored at the end of the first quarter, but then from that point on, their next four possessions, it was touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, all, excuse me, touchdown, touchdown, I think they lost it on downs on one and then another touchdown. So three of those four possessions in the second quarter were all touchdowns, and that has to have something to do with it is those penalties. Last thing for you here, Matt, we got just about a minute 
We talked about what Brady was able to do, but he did it with all reliable Rob Gronkowski. What did you make of that? Yeah, it was great to see those guys. I mean, the fact that they've always had such a tremendous relationship and the rapport that they have not only on the field but off the field, but to see them dominate last night. And and what was amazing, I think, last night to watch was it was Brady, it was Gronk, it was Leonard Fournette, three guys that weren't even on the team last year were their number one contributors last night in terms of production for that offensive unit. And so it's just – it's fun to watch them continue to grow and continue to – I don't know how much more you can grow. I mean, the fact of the matter is that's just a dominant force in the NFL and will be for a long period of time, and they'll both be in the Hall of Fame one day. Matt, we got 10 seconds. Just give me a number. How many more years does Brady play? Just give me a number. Three. Three. That's my guess at this point. Yeah, I'm guessing three. I think he'll play until he's 46. Wow, so that would, of course – Matt, thank you very much. Really appreciate you joining us. You have an insight on TB12 that nobody else does. Thank you. All right, Brady. Yeah, you got it, fellas. Good All to be right, with man. you. So that'll go past 45? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Based on watching him yesterday, last night, whenever the game was on, he's got about three, three, four years left. And you can look at him and tell, man, like he's not going backwards. It's like he's just, going forward. Indeed. As we've said before, football is oxygen to him. On the way, a guy that played and knows Andy Reid really well, what could he have done different last night? That's on the way. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.